Ah, welcome to Milwaukee Sports Belief King, where we are the Red Sox Nation. Woo. So the Red Sox just won the World Series, and ooh, you're fortune telling. Ah, they're gonna win. It's the ninth inning. Of so we um, game five. So I I never really followed baseball when I was a kid. A wee laddie. We would go to the Angels games, and they sucked eggs back then. They were so bad when I was a kid. Like, Angels in the outfield, that was like, like I lived before that. Even. Mm-hmm. Like, I have a poster of the 1980 Angels team on my wall, still at home at my parents' house. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. And I never followed baseball. I didn't really know anybody. I knew a few people, and I'd met some people I don't even know. Um, so, when I moved back from Wisconsin to here, there were some friends who were super into baseball. And just to talk with them, I picked the Red Sox. I remember when I moved here, you would wear a Red Sox hat. I'd wear a Red Sox. It was like all tore up and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why. Because I just had picked the Red Sox and had rooted for them. And then they won in what? 2004. Six? Was it four? Mm -hmm. Okay. so So they won in 2004. And then I was like, woo-hoo. And then <laughs> I didn't really follow him at all. And I could care. I, no, I care a little bit about baseball. Enough to talk shop with people who play baseball. But, hey, the Red Sox won the World Series. Though. People who play baseball. Yeah. There's <laughs> like 1,600 of them. I don't know. People who play baseball. Is there more than that? Yeah, probably. You think? In well, like I, the majors? Yeah. More than sixteen hundred? No, no, definitely not. Yeah, well, majors and minors. I don't know. I don't know what teams count as what or anything. It so doesn't matter. Okay, so not even a point of a percentage of people play baseball, right? <laughs> and I don't even care. Yeah, yeah. Their so, moms and daddies are real proud of them when they're in the minor leagues, though. That, that's good. Yeah, but other than that, nobody else really cares. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. Although, if I guess if one of my daughters was in the World Series, I'd be rooting for her. That would be impressive. Right? Yeah, how come there's no women? There's one girl who was playing in Little League instead of, like, softball. And she was a pitcher, and she could throw real hard. And I think they actually had her throw out, like, first pitches at some baseball games. After I think they may have won the Little League World Series with her or something like that. And that was, like, a thing. But she doesn't play Where in the she majors. Now? She doesn't play in the majors. Yeah, what happened? How come there's no women? I don't know. That's sexist. Yeah, they play softball. Gosh. I our, know. our nation. I know. The patriarchy. It's all it's all Trump's fault. Well, it was there's before, no women in baseball. It's before him. He's just perpetuating the cycle. Yeah. Hey. Maybe it's because there's no crying in baseball. Hey, speaking of things that are scary, like our president. <laughs> Nice. We have a spooky topic. This is gonna for drop Halloween. on Halloween. Yeah, this is gonna drop on Halloween. I know. That's why I could have predicted. I could have said the Red Sox won, and it could have been like two days from now, and I still would have been right. Yeah. Thanks, dude. Well, I'm giving Way you credit. Me- if you just said something that happened after the fact, nobody even thinks about it. But I'm telling you that you're a predictor. Four, five runs right now in the ninth. We're gonna. I'm look like an idiot. You will look like an idiot. But now they'll know why because I said, "Oh, this was recorded before the game was over." See, I'm I'm hedging for you. It's all better. Anyway, it's fun. Spooky topic. Yeah. So spooky Halloween. Pat, 
Spooky. Do you believe in ghosts, paranormal activity, demons, or angels on Earth? So that's a lot of stuff. Okay. Sounds like a junk drawer. It does. It does. List. There's way more like supernatural kinds of things than just those three, though. Ghosts, demons, and angels, right? That's what we're talking about? And paranormal activity. Okay. Which should be ghosts, right? I would think, yeah. Yeah? Okay. So I have to tell one story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when we went to Zoe's parent-teacher conference, her, uh, her teacher this year, she's got like a pretty sarcastic sense of humor, so it was pretty fun. But she sits down with us, and she goes, you know, Zoe's doing great in school. I just... I wish that you guys would take an interest in your other child. And I'm just like, what? Yeah, I kind of did the same thing. She's like, well, yeah, Zoe tells me all about it, that she's up all night taking care of her five-month-old sister because you guys just sleep right through it. And so she's got to take care of her sister all by herself. <laughs> and so we're laughing and we're like, I tell What's this. The name? What's the name of this sister? She, that's when uh, her teacher says, that Zoe changes the subject whenever she asks what the name is. Then all of a sudden she's like, my dog Skittles is funny and does this. Yeah. Apparently that's the go-to subject change is let's talk about Skittles. Okay. But anyway, so I told this, I'm just like talking to people at work about it. And one of the guys who works for me, I tell him this and I'm like waiting for him to laugh. And he goes, and like shakes his head and like gets the shivers. And I realized he got all freaked out when he heard that story because he's like, Oh, he thinks there's some like creepy little girl ghost that Zoe sees and on and on. And he's just like, he, he would not talk about it with me because it freaked him out. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. I, I like don't even have a response for that. I know. You said so, what? Four times. There was this house when I was a kid down around the corner for me. And of course, everyone's like, a witch lives in there. Look how spooky it is. No one ever comes in, never comes out. Nice. It's- nobody ever comes in. That explains why nobody ever comes out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was all overgrown. And it was like, it was honestly legitimately creepy. Like when I think back on it, it's like, just, you know, it's like an unkempt yard, but yet it's like all overgrown. So it feels like it's grabbing you as you even kind of walk by. Well, one night, I don't think it was a Halloween night. Halloween was so great in my neighborhood. The best, the best. It was seems one like of the you would have holidays. the perfect neighborhood. Oh, dude, for that. it was so good. And you so telling good. that story about that weird bus driver dude <laughs> who just picks up these yep. kids on yep. Halloween? Yep. He'd drive around in a bus and pick everybody up and take them around to the other side of the neighborhood, and then he'd pick them up and bring them back. And dude, it was, it was nuts. But it was so much fun. Yeah, Zoe's not allowed to ride that bus. <laughs> Yeah, well, it was a different time, man. This is like 70s, early, early 80s. But um, so we went and we crept in that house one day. Not in. We crept like up to the house one day. And they dared me to tap on the window with a rock really hard, hoping somebody would come. So I was like super scared, super scared, and wouldn't do it and wouldn't do it. And so I, instead of tapping on with a rock, I picked a stick up and I threw it at the window and then just ran away. And that was like it. That was like as scary as it ever got. We watched like horror movies when I was a kid with my friend. I'm like, these are dumb. Like, I've never been into that kind of stuff. Mm, Me neither. And to me, it doesn't creep me out at all. Suspense Um, stuff, thrillers, sure. But like horror. Yeah. Which is just, yeah. 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 I'm not interested in that. 
Um, so the question is, do we, first thing is, do we believe in ghosts? Yeah. Do we believe in ghosts? Well, the Bible says that it's appointed a man once to die and then the judgment. So categorically, no. <laughs> we don't believe in ghosts. <laughs> Way to dangle it. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, honestly, I don't know what else to say. So right. no, there are no spirits that are like left over, hanging out, lost. Oh, oh, oh. What? Oh gosh! You're right there. I feel like this is the perfect. <laughs> Look like you just pulled something. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is the perfect time to address something. What? That we've hinted at before. I think it must have been on like one of the grieving episodes or something about our kids or whatever. Okay. So when people die, mm-hmm. and I'm sure we'll get there with the angel thing, but since there's no ghosts, when people die, they do not become angels. No. No, they don't become angels. Oh, heaven gained new angel today. Like, oh my gosh, yeah, yeah. Like, <sighs> look, I work in the funeral industry. So, yeah, you um, deal with this all the time. I'm sure. Yeah, that kind of talk all the time. Th- look, let's be. And honest. you're not going to correct somebody in that moment. No, never, 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 so never, never. I, I feel like that's totally, why that this is I, like such a prevalent yeah. thing is because nobody wants to correct you when, you know, your, right. your kid or your parent or whoever just died. You're like, actually, theologically speaking, <laughs> it's not really accurate. Right. You know, I, ne- I would never say that. I just want you to be able to grieve accurately. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, if there's anybody, that's why I wanted to bring it up now who, because now is a good time to was, talk about it. A good time. That there, if there's anybody who should have seen and experienced ghosts, it would be me. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I've like well, there's lots of people who've worked in the funeral industry a lot longer than I have, but I mean, I've been doing this quite a while now. There's no, there's they're not. When people die, their spirits the soul, the immaterial part of them goes um, either to heaven or to the place where they await the judgment of God. And so, no, there are no ghosts, spooks, specters, phantoms, I don't know, all, all those kind of things. What, what there are is there are definitely demons. And I think the Lord allows demons to do enough spooky things to keep people believing in them. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's a sense where people don't, they've chosen to reject God and they've chosen to worship other things other than the creator. And so part of the permission that God gives when people are unrepentant and living in rebellion is for demonic forces to keep them continuing to believe a lie rather than the truth. And so they do enough spooky things to, um, to harm people, to keep people believing in the supernatural, because, I mean, what a great way to lie and be right out in the open, right? Just you're yeah. right in front of everybody. Here, I'm, here's this lie, but it's demonic. But um, who knows what it is? Is it spooky? Is it, you know, what, what is it? But, you know, there's demons. I think twice in my life I've encountered... Um, a guy who's demon-possessed, not the same guy, two different guys, but I think that I've encountered two individuals who were demon-possessed just based upon my interactions with them. They weren't like normal people 
or like normal, just like schizophrenic drug addicts, that kind of people. So when I deal with the homeless, which you know quite a bit about. Well, when I <laughs> no, really, yeah, like yeah, back yeah when you were working at the Jesus Center. Yeah, when I was working at the Jesus Center, well, we had all all the kinds of people coming in, but there was only two people who came in who I really, really, really thought they're probably demon possessed. One guy cut his own finger off. Um, like off. Yeah. Yeah. Like with a b- big butcher knife, he like uh, legitimately cut his own finger off and he would like, look, like one time he just looked me in the eye and like didn't blink. And it, this, this is an abnormally long period of time. So it was longer than a minute, which is, feels like forever when this guy's looking at you in the eye, not blinking and just quoting scripture as fast as he can. And nothing makes sense. Just random scriptures and just staring at you like with this vacant, wild look in his eye. Yeah. And so I did one of these like, hey, Jesus says, go over there. (laughs) You know, I did that. And the guy turned around and walked away and I said, hey, in the name of Jesus, stop. And he stopped. And I'm like, oh, Jeez. <laughs> so I told him, all right, you can go. And he just walked away. And I like, I didn't know what to do, but it was freaky. Wow. But it was like not freaky in the sense where I was like, got the heebie jeebies, like, dude, who wouldn't even talk about it. I was like, man, I probably should have said something a little more spiritual. <laughs> They're like, like, like you're playing the spiritual game of Simon says, <laughs> Jesus says, rub your belly. <laughs> Oh, why didn't I think? Oh, Jesus, the fun I could have had. <laughs> Jesus says, hop on one leg. Uh, well, that that's, yeah, that's my only story really about that. Hey, you know, in the Bible, there is this story where Saul, he goes to a witch and she brings Samuel back from the dead. Do you remember that story? It's, in the, it's at the very end of 1 Samuel. I don't and it says, remember Samuel coming back from the dead. Yeah. It says, okay, so it's um, verse 11 says, Then the woman said, Whom shall I bring up from you from the dead? And Saul said, Bring up Samuel for me. When the woman saw Samuel, she cried out with a loud voice. And the woman said to Saul, Why have you deceived me? You are Saul. Why have you, or the king uh, said to her, Then don't be afraid. What do you see? And the woman said to Saul, I see a God coming up out of the earth. And he said to her, what is his appearance? So she said, an old man coming up, he's wrapped in a robe. And Saul knew that it was Samuel. And then Samuel said to Saul, what the crap? (laughs) Why have you disturbed me by bringing me up here? So Saul answered, I am in great distress for the Philistines are warring against me. God has turned away from me and answers me no more, figure, either by the prophets or anyone else or in my dreams. So therefore, I've summoned you to tell me what to do. And so Samuel says, why do you ask me since the Lord has turned away from you and has become your enemy? The Lord has done to you as he spoke by me for the Lord tore the kingdom out of your hand and gave it to David because you did not obey the voice of the Lord or carry out his fierce wrath against Amalek. Therefore, the Lord has done this thing to you this day. Moreover, the Lord will give Israel also uh, with you into the hand of the Philistines, for tomorrow you and your sons will be with me, 
and the Lord will give the army of Israel into the hand of the Philistines. So Saul fell down at once, and then it goes on a little bit from there. But this is an odd instance, because this doesn't happen anywhere else, where somebody actually legitimately comes back from from the dead, and God gives this permission. I, I take the witches crying out and shrieking in terror as, this isn't normative. <laughs> <laughs> like, holy crap, it worked. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she's Madam Ruby, and then something actually did happen instead of her bumping the table with her knees or whatever, <laughs> you know? And then when it actually did happen, she freaked the heck out and just was like, you know, trembled because here's something. She's like, that's it. I'm out. Yep. Yep. And that's probably a good thing, but this kind of stuff is forbidden. You're not even supposed to fool around with it in Scripture. And I believe because that when people fool around with this kind of stuff, the Lord allows them to be turned over to the demonic is that they're not seeking the Lord, and so the Lord it, it allows them to continue in their rebellion and allows the demonic influences to do some pretty horrible things to people. So we went straight from ghosts to demons, basically. And um, then I tried to kind of go back to ghosts, because this is... Some people say this is the biblical ghost story. Got it. That's why. Well, I'm you kind you just talked about paranormal activity. At least it made me think about it. Um, so not dabbling and stuff like that. We're not supposed to go there. We're not supposed to mess around with that kind of stuff. So like Ouija boards. Unwise. I think it's just a stupid kids game and uh, parlor trick and just to give you the wooby doobies. Um, I don't think there's anything to it. Um. If you, I, I listened to a dollop on the history of it. Mm-hmm. A dollop's an American history podcast, which most of our listeners might find interesting. It's pretty, it's a crass. They're not Christian guys, but um, they did an episode on Ouija boards and that kind of stuff, and talked about the history of it. And it's, it's just, it's just silly. It was, you know, made up to make fun of spiritism, and then it just turned into something way bigger right. than the guy who made it up or woman was a woman who made it up. I don't know. It's been a while since I listened to that episode, but. Yeah, I, I think it's just unwise. You're screwing around with something you shouldn't be doing. Like uh, Bloody Mary doing the thing in the mirror. Mm-hmm. That's, that's just stupid. Don't, you know, it's just a dumb kid's game. However, um, if, if somebody is truly rebelling against the Lord and following after that road hard and heavy, you know, watching all those things, getting all the tarot cards, really starting to get into witchcraft and spells and that kind of stuff. Um, there certainly is a sense where God's going to allow that person to go down that road and experience the demonic. And the experiences that they're going to have are all going to be in the supernatural vein of the demonic. And that, so none of it's going to be positive. It's going to be spooky. It's going to feel powerful for a time, and then it's going to end up destroying. Right. So while we're talking about that, can Christians experience the demonic? Um, what do you mean? I mean, you're talking about people who are chasing after these things, um, basically trying to concoct them and make them happen. And you're talking about, um, God just kind of turning people over to those types of things. Okay. So, okay. I'm, I get you now. I, so I experienced the demonic when I experienced those two guys, I think, but that's not what you're talking about. No. Okay. So... Uh, yes, I think... Can it happen to you by accident? Yeah, I, well, I think it could. Let's say, you know, a, a Christian teenager is hanging out with some other non-Christians and they bust out a Ouija board and they all start being stupid and then, you know, so, somebody's a little more into it than everybody else 
and something weird does happen, yes, that person experienced a demonic. Is that, can that person be possessed or um, exploited by a demon? No, no. That's the whole, that person has the Holy Spirit. A Christian is a person who's indwelt by God, and it's a permanent thing. Um, Jesus said he'll never leave you nor forsake you. So once a person's been born again, they've been born again. So while we might experience something demonic, um, no, a Christian cannot be possessed. I, I have a friend who was in Japan one time, and they had this big celebration where they worshiped the ancestors, and they were really excited for her to see this. And it, and nothing, like, it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Like, people were really freaked out that it didn't happen. And they're like, we're so sorry. Usually, you know, they're talking about all this kind of mystical, spiritualist kind of stuff happening. And I, I think that's a manifestation where God protected this Christian person from all of these weird, demonic, supernatural elements, you know? Hmm. Yeah. I, I think voodoo kind of stuff is the same way, you know, is that you're... You're dabbling with demonic forces, and if you do that long enough, God will turn you over to those demonic forces. And, um, of course, there's going to be supernatural things that go on there because demons are supernatural. They're, they're powerful beings, and they can do all kinds of things, of course, only with the permission of God, but, of course, there's going to be things that happen. So going back to kind of where we started then, so it's not that... Ouija boards are legit. It's not that voodoo is legit. It's not that these incantations or whatever are legit. Right. It's that demons see an opportunity to, I mean, in a weird way, kind of be celebrated. Yeah. And so it's just easy game for them. It's easy game for them. And God uh, willing gives people over to that when they have chosen to reject and rebel against God. And so when that happens... So we're not legitimizing the medium is what I'm saying. Right, right. So so really, in that instance, you, you might be tempted to say, well, both win then, the person and the demon, because both get what they want. Well, no, they don't, because they're bringing judgment upon themselves, both of them, um, the demon and the... And, and the demons know this. You know, there's that story where... Jesus arrives in the Gadarenes, which is on the eastern shore of the Sea of Galilee. And there's two guys, actually. One guy is the speaker. And they're in these tombs, and they're cutting themselves with rocks, and they're screaming, and everyone's freaked out by them, and they're naked. And, you know, they, they live in the tombs in this graveyard. And Jesus comes up, and they're, they ask, and this isn't the only time, but, but this time specifically, they say, Jesus, are you here to torment us before the time? Are you here to judge us before the judgment time? And he asks what their name is. And of course, famously, he says his name's Legion because there's many of them. And then Jesus sends them into the pigs and the pigs run down the hill and, and destroy the pigs into the water. And, and that's what de- demon, the demonic does is it destroys. It destroys people and um, that, that's, that's all they have. All they have is to... Um, fool, dissuade, bl- keep people blind, do enough stuff to keep them believing in anything but God. And if that means, you know, for some people, you know, that kind of stuff is going to manifest itself in them get, amassing themselves great wealth or li- living some kind of lifestyle. Some, some people, it's going to be this demonic kind of, you know, spiritualist stuff, paranormal kind of stuff. I, I don't think that there are houses that are necessarily haunted. 
but I do think that there are places where demonic activity has been going on for generations because um, God has allowed it to do so because that's what the people in those places have just, you know, they've rebelled against God and want to continue to live like that. And see, yeah, and that's what made me think of it when you were talking about the voodoo stuff and all. It's it's not that those practices are legitimate. It's not that those things are real. It's that, like you said, when demons are seeking to destroy, to dissuade, and in a, in a big way to distract, why not go where it would be easy to do so, yeah. to look legitimate? They don't care about making other things look legitimate. Right. Why would they? Right. Yeah. Yeah. No. So in, in this vein, um, there, you know, what do you think is, the, is it legitimate for us to celebrate Halloween? Because Halloween has a lot of this kind of dark, spooky, some might say demonic element to it. What do you think? Uh, I think that... Where to start? Uh, so with I, candy, right? Always start with the candy. So I think that it has a lot to do with how you celebrate it. Like if you're joining hands around a table to do a séance in the name of Halloween, then I mean, yeah, that's probably bad, <laughs> right? But I mean, if my daughter is dressing up like Violet Incredible, knocking on my neighbor Terry's door and saying "trick or treat." I don't think that's inviting demonic activity. Why do you think Christians think that it is? There's a lot of them that are like, if you go do that, the demons are going to jump on you, and then what are you going to do? I don't know about the history of Halloween, but There's I have... both Christian and pagan roots to it. Right, like yeah. Christmas, right? Well, yeah, yeah, a little different, but yeah. Well, you know what I'm saying, yeah, I though, do. I do. about how, I mean, there are like pagan celebrations. Right. Saturnalia. That, and right. Yeah. Right, yeah. right, right, right. So it, if you're going to be consistent, then you're almost going to end up like a Jehovah's Witness and not celebrating anything. Including your birthdays. Right. How disappointing is that? I always thought that birthdays should be like a mom holiday anyway. Dude, your wife's birthday was awesome. It really was. That was a good time. It really was. Like, congratulations, you didn't die for another year. What? Why would you say that? No, not my wife. I'm talking about <laughs> you interrupted with my wife, and now it made it sound like, congratulations, <laughs> wife, you're not dead. No, what I was saying was I always thought the birthday should be about Don't the mom who me. delivered you <laughs> or even, like, the dad who helped raise you. I'm like, oh, yeah, good. Good. Your kids are okay. turning out great. I'm like of the opinion that we should go out and take candy from people. Take I'm, it. Yeah. Uh, take the unbeliever's candy. Why not? Let's go have some. Because there's razor great. blades and poison in it. Look, Haven't you watched look, I was after raised, school TV? Yes, I have. And I was raised in the 70s and the 80s. And I'll tell you what. I brought home apples. I brought home weird homemade cookies and I never got poisoned and I never got a razor blade. I was kind of looking for them, you know, man, where's all those drugs that you were supposed to put in there, man. That would have been perfect for me as a kid, like popping the pills. Oh my God. <clears throat> none, none, all this stuff. I was promised drugs and razor blades. Never got a one. Doggone it. Way to ruin Halloween. What do you think about Halloween then? Okay, I, 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 I don't have a problem with it. 
I don't have a problem with it any more than I have a problem with Thanksgiving, Christmas, Easter, any holidays. I'm like, we, look, we, we know what we're doing. We're dressing up because it's fun, and we're taking our kids out to go get candy. That's what we're doing. Yeah. We're, we're, everybody knows that's what we're doing. If we were going and grabbing the neighbor's bunny that's running around the front yard. That's a real thing, by the way. That's a real thing. That's why His I picked it. His name's Cody. Cody the rabbit and brought it into your backyard and sacrificed it here on your fire pit <laughs> and to Dwal Cool, the demon. That, that's a different thing, right? Yes. Okay. In so every sense. That's not what we're doing. Except both happened in my neighborhood. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody sacrificed your bunny. It's out there. Well, it's not your bunny, but no, it's, it's out in your front yard or something right now. No, no, that's not happening. But the point is, is we, we know what we're doing. We, look, Christmas is not Saturnalia anymore. Halloween is not, you know. The, All Hallows the, Eve. The goat blood ritual or whatever. <laughs> it, you know, it's not that. It's, it's where we carve a pumpkin. We don't think we're doing that to scare the evil spirits away from our front yard anymore. We're doing that because it's fun. We're doing that because it's tradition. It's, it doesn't mean the same thing it did anymore. If there were activities that we understood as keeping away the evil spirits or invoking the evil spirits, of course we shouldn't be doing that. But, but that doesn't exist anymore for Halloween here in America. It really doesn't. So I think that the holdover from fundamentalism is foolish, in my opinion. Yeah. So angels? Uh, what was it about angels? And they just lumped them in. Do we believe that they're on earth? Oh, yeah. Oh, sure. Absolutely. The Hebrews, we're in Hebrews right now. It says that, that everyone who is one of God's elect has um, um, guardian angels. That's where that idea comes from. It's not for everybody. It's only the elect. It's only God's people. But, but they do. They have a guardian angel. And I, I, you know, we all have the time where God is predestined and set. We have the number of days is already written in God's book, says Psalm 139. So we're going to live that long, no longer, no shorter. And God has placed angels around us, I think, not everybody, the elect, to protect us. And they do other things too. Um, and we have little glimpses of that throughout the Bible. However, what we don't want to do is make big, huge theologies about uh, these demons or angels. So, for example, in Christendom a while back, and it's probably still exists in certain circles, there's this idea, at least here in Chico, that if we were going to preach the gospel effectively, we needed to prayer walk around the entire city and bind all of the demons that were here making the gospel incapable of being preached. And to do that, we had to go find ancient burial grounds of Indians and we had to find places where people might have been murdered and we have to, you know, cast a demon of abortion out and, you know, and so people were doing this. They were walking all around town and they believed you couldn't preach. The gospel was powerless until these demons were bound. That is absurd, with a capital A. The gospel is not powerless. It is mighty to save. It will save all those people that God has intended to save, and there's nothing binding it. The gospel is the power of God unto salvation, and God is mightier than any demon. And angels the same way. It's not like there's an angel of Chico and an angel of Guatemala and an angel of 
you know, Pakistan and that kind of thing. Some people say there's these angels that have these certain territories. There's one passage in Daniel, and it, it does, he doesn't even qualify what it is that he means when he says that he's the prince of Persia, or he's the angel of Persia. Um, so it's foolish to make a big theology out of that. Yeah. So we just want to take, what does the Bible say? And we don't want to go more further than what it says. We don't want to extrapolate and make stuff up because then we're going to get stuff wrong. It happens with both demons and angels and it it happens with everything. Ghosts. Ghosts. The spooks and the specters. (laughs) Apparitions. Yeah. I always think of Scooby-Doo because there was this one, one was a specter that they hunted and I don't know why that word stands out in my mind. Do you remember that mummy that would walk around going, coin, coin? No. <laughs> you wanted the coin? That sounds like a stoop- no. Scooby-Doo <laughs> voice. Yeah, my buddy Aaron Caius, he would do that every once in a while. He went in Bible college, he would walk around going, coin, <laughs> coin. I don't know why that just jumped out in my mind right now. But Me neither, but I liked it. <clears throat> hey, do you got a question of the day? Do I have a question of the day? Oh, I do. I got one if you don't. Go for it. Hey, so listener... What's something spooky that you've experienced? Ooh. Yeah, let us know. And if we can debunk it, we'll be the, what's the Mythbusters but for spiritism? <laughs> what would that be? The Spookbusters. Spookbusters. That's us. We're the Spookbusters. Yeah. So, hey. Your dead us. relatives aren't angels. Yeah. Busted. Busted. So, hey, <laughs> hit us up. What's something spooky that you've experienced and we'll spook bust it. Spook bust it. So, mine? Yeah. So, I was... <laughs> I was like 18 or 19. I think it was during that like like one year stint where I moved back after like after freshman year of college. And uh, I was standing like right by my parents' front door. And I went to go walk out the front door. And there was just this like, so I opened the like the main door and just so that there's the screen door between me and outside now. And I'm talking to them as I go out the door. And as I turn over, there's just this blur. And as quick as I blinked, like it was like somebody just like ran away and disappeared. Like in a cartoon when they go and there's yeah. a puff of smoke. A hundred percent. Yeah. And it was like it was the coyote. It was like this swooshing shape and it like it almost like it was like, like the Nike? Like a cloak. A Nike symbol like, was at your front door? Like a cloak or a, a robe or something just whoosh. Oh, Harry Potter. And it was gone. Harry Potter was at your front and door. And it scared the crap out of me. Did you literally crap your pants? I just about. It's it was the most scared I've ever been of something that I couldn't explain. Yeah. Yeah. I'm never scared of that. Like there's this one in- No, like I felt like I was face to face with like this like blur. Yeah. And then I blinked and it was gone. Yeah, so there's this place in uh Andy watched the show once. I want to say it's Romania. I'm probably getting it wrong where there's this perfect circle where nothing grows in the middle of this like supposedly haunted forest mm-hmm. and and you can't go in there like if you go in there like it's people don't come back and stuff supposedly and whatnot and they went in there and set up their their spook detectors you know and and things happened and none of them worked and it all went haywire and whatnot i like i wouldn't be afraid to go do that like i totally go like in that place and yeah. like okay I'd have no problem doing that. Well, maybe a little problem because everyone has hyped it up so much and I'd be just kind of like, geez, come on, you know? Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm not, I'm not really too afraid of that kind of stuff. 
Me neither. Yeah. Like I said, it was just because I was like like inches face to face. Yeah. And like it was gone that quickly. Yeah. If it, so what it was do I even think that if, was if it was even like three feet away, I wouldn't have been like, oh, that's weird. You know what I think that was? Please tell me. The drugs. Yeah. The drugs you were on. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, how many Slurpees have you had that day? <laughs> that might be it. <laughs> Did you have a hot pocket? Slurpee and hot pockets, a bad Ca- mix. Caliente pocket. <laughs> All right, you ghouls and goblins. What is your spookiest story? Busted. We believe you belong. 